Good evening. Morning Barbarians Podcast, episode 54. We have a guest on tonight, Kaylee Clark. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Spot Nutrition on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Been on Taren for two. Yeah. Go, go listen to that one if you haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah, we scratched the surface on some some stuff that hopefully we'll delve into a little more on this one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to go into what you do a little bit? I can. Thanks yeah. for having me. Again, to Taryn, thanks yeah. for having me. And excited to be on with you three. Um, yeah, I am a Stevens Point local nutrition coach. I own my own business called Sweet Spot Nutrition. I'm also a fitness coach. I'm a certified personal trainer through the NSCA. I currently work at D1 in Stevens Point. D1 Training is a national franchise gym type situation. And we have a good time here in Stevens Point out on the turf. And yeah, I mean, if you follow me on social media, you'll see that I love to eat local. I get CSAs. I talk to farmers. Um, huge on doing a lot of things homemade. I just put a batch of granola bars in the oven before I came here. Like first week of school is coming up. We got a lot of homemade things to make. So yeah, excited to talk more about whatever yeah. health and food or being outside. That's <laughs> whatever. Theories. Conspiracy, <laughs> theories. Food, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I was hoping Strem would have something to say about that because his kids had like a sensitivity to industrialized milk. So that was a change that they had to make in their diet in their house mm-hmm. was no more like industrialized dairy. Yeah, I mean, I um, it's like a little of my background. I went to UWSP for environmental education, uh-huh. and so like with that natural resources education degree, got a lot of classes in biology and environmental stuff, and so that was kind of what opened my eyes up into like eating healthy food and kind of all the stuff that goes into food and toxic like harmful things that are in our environment and our food and so that's when I first started thinking about that stuff and kind of told my then girlfriend who's now my wife and we have two little boys so now that we have kids we're just ever more mindful of the foods and kind of toxins that we're exposing ourselves and our family to Mm -hmm. and that and so like I don't know kind of once you think of it in those terms once you start having health problems once you start having like chronic illnesses or like skin rashes and stuff like that you kind of look at it at the rod like oh what toxins might be causing this what things in food and stuff like that and so it's kind of no you just take all the creams and all the pills yeah exactly yeah just cover up the symptoms yeah um yeah whatever the doctor tells you so that don't work get a new cream yeah (laughs) so i love that you had that experience at point i had a roommate i've been thinking about her all weekend for some reason maybe it was for the purpose of this conversation that'd be cool i know right i've been thinking about her all weekend and how she was a health promotion major and she like yo-yoed with her weight all through college i remember living with her and her breakfast was like a cup of coffee and some of those quaker chewy granola bars i'm like you're a health promotion major you know like i remember her making dinner with her then boyfriend not married to him um and they would have a lot of like like those fakey little chicken nuggets and alfredo um there was like not a veggie in sight and i just into i'm like why did i know intuitively that that was shit like, how did I know that? Like, I just looking at it, I'm like, have you thought about making a potato, like some broccoli? <laughs> Here, I've got like mixed veggies in the freezer. And I'm like, I don't know why, but what you're doing doesn't sound right. Now I can put words to it. But it's just crazy that, you know, you went to environmental education and like learned that stuff. And you're like, I'm not touching any of that stuff with a 10 foot pole. And she was health promotion. Like, you'd think 
she would know they and would learn be teacher, yeah. better. <laughs> like, aren't they teaching you like my pyramid, which then was probably transforming into my plate. Even then they're like, eat a vegetable, like, yeah. have some fruit. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I agree with you. It's, it's funny. Cause even when I was going to school, um, cause obviously environmental ed major, the natural resource majors, like generally tend to uh, attract the hippies and, you know, the environmental types and stuff like right. that. And so that was like, I fit right in with all them folks and like, I don't know, our mindset was just towards traditional health, whereas like the health and health and wellness students that we would interact with, it was more of like the modern mainstream approach, kind of like the more structured, regimented, like this is what the latest science is saying, Mm -hmm. whereas whenever we'd interact, yeah, like you said, we'd go on events together and they'd be eating like that and me and all my classmates would be eating like i grew these beans yeah like (laughs) carrots in like an old spaghetti jar or something like i don't know just the hippies it's like it's that route is kind of what's coming into the mainstream yeah i just watched an instagram video of a dietitian like things to splurge on this is her thing what to splurge on and what not to splurge on and a lot of it was again like processed stuff there was like a plant-based protein there was almond and cashew milk. Yeah. There was like all these things that she would splurge on. And I'm like, to meet macros? Like, what are you doing? Like, why wouldn't you splurge on going to the friggin' organic section of your grocery store? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm all fired up. I no, no, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. We That's what we're here for. <laughs> I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to keep us like not on I know, like, I know. Almond milk. We can go on an almond milk tangent. We can. Environmental <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to get off one thing kind of about along that vein yeah, of like yeah. protein powders and like health promotion wellness. And it's like, if your idea is to look or maintain a certain physique mm-hmm. which i think is imp- like big in that space especially in that major right because i was in that for a semester mm-hmm. i think you can get wrapped up in like the, like the supplement world and the fake food world yeah eat just as easy as if you weren't into fitness at all mm-hmm. and they don't you know but we don't. have dietitians on campus and they might be doing that same thing they're like well this is healthier because it doesn't raise my cholesterol and we're like <laughs> But the beef, though, like there's one ingredient in beef, right. and you're They're still pushing food-like substances. Instead yeah, of yeah, that's the thing. Like, I just don't. Um, <laughs> one thing I thought about, I'm like, I got to take a mental note of this and talk about it tonight, because we went to a restaurant in Sturgeon Bay this morning for breakfast, and they have this um, little menu. It's fantastic. I don't know if the ingredients were locally sourced, but I got a great meal. But one thing they had labeled was like a healthier option, and it was oatmeal with toast. I'm like, eat the eggs and bacon. This is dumb. Why? Why? And do you remember Perkins? Like, you ever go to Perkins and you read the menu? They're like, eat the delight thing. And it's like a light muffin and oatmeal and like egg white, egg white scramble. Like and I'm like, why don't like we that? just, it's so dumb. Yeah. Let's it's go on that. Cause that's, <laughs> I feel like that's outdated information. Whereas like the traditional wisdom view of it is, or this kind of quote, I forget where it's from, but if it, if people ate it before 1900, it's probably good to eat. I love that you said 1900 because so many people will be like, if my grandma ate it, it's probably okay. But I'm like, I have grandmas in my life now because I have a kid and those grandmas were feeding us the Lunchables in the 90s. I'm not Modern. trusting that grandma no more. Yeah, that was still chemical <laughs> revolution. Folks. Yeah. So yeah. before yes. that, yeah. Yes. Like maybe even 1800s, but either way, like, yeah, because a lot of the, the seed oils and the, mm-hmm. what was it, saturated fats and stuff like that, like the processed the industrialized And when stuff. they started measuring it, like, that's when it got scary. They're like, let's make a food label. Oh, my gosh, look at how much fat is in this. That must be what's making me fat. Right. Mm-hmm. 1950s, let's throw a yeah. label on this microwave dinner and make sure it's, like, 
low carb and low fat. And you're like, well, what are you eating then? Or having sugar industries push it on you that fat is what's giving you like heart disease and right. clogging arteries and you know pushing sugar on. Procter and Gamble was paying the American Heart Association. They make oh my they make Crisco. They're all so, connected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all yeah, interwoven. Follow the money, and that's the thing is. Um, like, going back to the hippies, the hippie mindset. That stuff is free, and obviously the government and these big organizations aren't going to want people doing shit that's free. They're going to want people doing the shit that gets them paid, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, whether or not they even meant it to be a cycle like it is, I mean, now they've got people eating crappy chemicals and whatever. It's not even food, and then they get all these health problems, so then they're catching them on that end, too. Like, I don't, I don't know if they tried to do that or if it just kind of happened they were like hey also just keep them eating that bullshit and that'll keep them unhealthy so one one thing before we get too far in conspiracies is (laughs) we're diving right in well (laughs) trust me i get far i get far in conspiracies but i just want to bring this to mind that i've heard recently that kind of helps make sense to all this because when we say like oh they're doing this they want this like it makes it seem like this there's this like cabal that just is organizing and planning all this stuff and i mean Whatever, there may be. But a big way that, like, these things can happen through time where they seem like they're orchestrated is really... Because, like, we're bullshitting about this and we can see these things happening. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, people who are in positions of power and in positions to make these decisions, they can see this stuff, too. So, rather than one group having, like, supreme control over this whole timeline, it could very well be okay, one organization or one crooked business person makes a decision that sets the trajectory this way. Another group sees this, capitalizes on that, and progresses that same kind of thing going on. And they're just kicking the ball along, keeping the momentum up. Yeah. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, these companies, like, yeah, maybe originally they weren't in cahoots, but eventually they saw the great deal they could make and jumped on board. Sure. And so, like, that's... So, so people aren't like, oh, they're just fucking conspiracy <laughs> bullshit, whatever. Right. Like the deep state <laughs> is somehow just like manipulating everything. Like yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. much more nuanced and less connected than that. For yeah. sure. But that still means that there's probably is people still making these decision decisions that make things end up playing this way. And that's fucking bullshit. And that's why it it's, is. it's good to talk about this stuff because the more people thinking about it and talking about it, it's less easy to be fooled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, does she talk about that then in Sacred Cow? About um, Ansel Keys and all oh, that yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it's in all those books. Yeah. All <clears throat> those books. Eat Fat, Get Thin, and Sacred Cow, and um, all of them. Yeah, Big Fat Most Surprise. Of, was yeah, Big Fat read, Surprise. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's it's in everything. Yeah, it was a guy. I don't know. If you, do you want to talk about You're the guest. People don't get to hear your voice. Do you want to <laughs> yeah. go, go into that a little bit? How that you're just going into whatever. what part? I don't know. Uh, just, I, I guess well, so in the 50s, the heart disease started becoming yes. a bigger deal. And so there was kind of a scramble to yeah. figure out there's pressure it was on like the a, science community. It was that, like a post-war time. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember or I'm not sure how that all started. But yeah, they were doing research on uh, what was it? Wasn't it called? Was that the seven... Nation, the seven country study, seven yeah, country study or whatever, yeah. and um, yeah, this guy Ans- Ansel Keys was doing research on like fat in the diet and does it impact our body and like make us fat and cause high cholesterol and blah 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 and that's why all these people are getting heart disease, when in reality it was probably like we're starting to eat more like 
TV dinners yeah, and things right. are becoming, mean, you think of the fifties and people are like baking with shortening and doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And they're like, no, it's not that. It's not that it has to be, it has to be like the fat in the, in the beef you're eating. Like stop eating so much stroganoff, eat this chicken, yeah. eat turkey, eat fish. And even then they got to be careful because like salmon has a lot of fat. Yeah. Oh my God. That's <laughs> sac sacrilege. Like, oh, don't eat salmon. You don't want that um, fat. Like, yeah. You know. It's just, it's yeah, crazy. But <laughs> yeah, it just became this whole tied up mess. Somebody took the idea and ran with it. Yeah. I don't remember if it was in Big Fat Surprise or not, but somebody talked about how like the sugar industry was like, yeah, keep going with that idea. Yeah. And then we're just going to like load up all the food with all the sugar. I don't know if they knew it was going to turn to the health crisis. That is it. That it is. And some people still aren't seeing it. Right. Like, I don't get it. Did you see um, a, a doc I follow on Instagram? Dr. Joel Gator, he posted um, a research came out where they're going to start saying that climate change is causing kids to be fat because they can't play outside <laughs> because of the weather. I'm like, really? Like, I just saw a kid walk out a quick trip with a Kool-Aid jammer in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's not the climate change. It's not the fat in the beef. It's not like it's the processed food. Yeah. You know, it's, we got away from making our own food. Yeah. Yeah. They did that seven country study. They, they did, um, seven nations or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. It showed maybe a little bit of correlation with, they just picked like seven random, like they looked in like the Mediterranean where they eat like, um, olive oils and fish and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And they were like, yeah, see, like look what they eat and they don't have heart disease. And then looked elsewhere and found something, but like all someone else did later was just include like 20 more countries in the study. And then they found that like, it's just, there's nothing, there's no correlation there. It's just no. like, just, you can pick seven countries out of that and make it look like there's, you know, a correlation between their diet and their heart disease. But yeah, when you look at a bigger picture, you're like, Oh, never mind. You get an accurate <laughs> sample size. You're yeah. like, wait, that meant yeah. nothing. That's exactly yeah. like what we're saying about the whole history thing. Like if you, you're not looking at a big enough picture mm -hmm. and looking at like when you have the whole, partial picture it's easy to lay structures on that and be like oh this is a pattern obviously until right. you get more information that like contradicts that yeah so they had everybody but they eliminated that information they're like we don't need that Initially, information we're yeah. just gonna keep saying like yeah they kept coming out that is the problem more and more studies kept like disproving <laughs> it or not being able to prove it and they were still like eh, we already got this narrative let's go and then the real yeah. fucked up thing about it was when they decided to not even tell people that Women, especially as they age and they start becoming more subjected to like osteo, osteoporosis, osteoporosis, yeah. osteoporosis, they need more cholesterol to help like build up the minerals in their bones and shit. But they're like, that's really confusing to tell men that they need less and women that they need more. Just it's, tell everybody they need less. It's terrifying. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't understand why somebody wanted to do that. I don't know if it was like, you hope that nobody had bad ideas with it you know like they want people to suffer which is kind of a sick yeah. thing to think about thinking about the the pandemic i'm like i feel like you kind of wanted people to suffer but i can't say that out loud um anyways but you know, um, there, are, there probably was some of that too because if you think uh, about during those times when we had like us and the russians and it's like any day could be the end of the world because somebody could be dropping an, you know a bomb on us yeah and it's the, you know it's not much different than the pandemic like if somebody else is scared they want you to be just as scared mm-hmm it's, yeah, you know. misery loves company. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where was I going with that? Yeah, I don't know. They just like it did build up just right, and then they might have having fun in the lab. Like, how can we take all this fat out of this cheese? How can we take fat out of the sour cream? How can yeah. we take fat? How can we make Franken butter, margarine? 
How can we do that so that people stop having a cholesterol problem? Oh, look, wait, they still have a cholesterol problem. Now let's make a cholesterol drug, give it to the doctors, and then we got them coming and going. Yeah. Like, it just keeps going. And it's like, <clears throat> how do you not see, like, butter should not have 19 ingredients. It should be salt and cream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if it's not the butter. Like, bad, that's good. That's how it's Yeah, it's, it's, I hung out with some family friends like a month ago. And they're all complimenting me. They're like, you're still working at the gym. That's how you keep your figure. Oh, how do you eat that? I'm like having a cocktail. I'm, you know, having the treats that they had and like doing whatever. I'm like, I don't care. It's like a fun day, but I would do this every day. Like that's the balance of life. But, you know, they're like, oh, there's so much fat in this and fat in that. And I'm dealing with this and they have like no mobility in their knees and hips. And I'm like, this is terrifying. I'm not doing what you did. Look at where you are. Clearly something, how do you not see? Clearly something is not working. You're overweight. Your joints are garbage. Your your mental clarity is bad. One of them has like Crohn's or IBS or something. I'm like, this is not how we age. And aging does not have to mean illness. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all those people that went through that are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s now and like are suffering. And I'm like, that's not cool. It's a major crisis, honestly. Yeah. Like a major healthcare crisis. But I mean, to go back to what you were saying earlier about how um, the whole process of thinking fat was bad mm -hmm. and taking it out of the foods. I think like a larger symptom rather than it, I mean, I would hope that it wasn't done with mal yeah. maliciously or malevolent yeah. intent. Right. But I really think like my impression when I worked for the government and the military is like the government just views like common people as just morons and they try to just do everything to the lowest common denominator as possible. That's terrifying. And I, it is. <laughs> and I really think the government, like when they think about like how to communicate with the public and how to like give information to people, like a lot of times, even with debates between politicians, they're like, oh, we can't keep it. We can't have it go too long. People will lose interest. We need to keep it short. So it's entertaining. Well, they're not wrong. <laughs> and, well, that's the thing is like, if, if you teach, like if you approach a situation and address people like they're morons all the time, eventually they're going to become morons. I feel like, yeah. or oh, yeah. like, a, or they're you know, sheep. they become sheep. Yeah. Or if you just do it to the lowest common denominator, people, a lot of times just sink down to the lowest common denominator. So a lot of times with this public health, especially during the like our whole economic boom stage from the 50s up through you know up into the 80s mm -hmm. people basically were like hey i'll trust the government because this is like the latest and greatest research like we do nowadays but they just didn't have the full picture then right and they just were too lazy or too busy yeah. yeah, the lifestyle did change too. That's when we became, oh, yeah. let's work in the city and work in an office and, you know, very madmen type uh, type situation. Everybody had in their house. Everybody, started everybody had TV. TV yeah. And, yeah, yeah your, your value essentially became your economic output and, like, you earned luxury and your reward was rest and comfort. And that kind of, like, we built a zoo for ourselves. And yeah. over time, that rest and comfort is, like, the shackles kind of corrupted us in a way but that's the thing is like nowadays like folks who are healthy who see these unhealthy people are like oh my god you're in, you're in shackles look at this language i'm using whereas like someone who doesn't know or can't see it they're like hey come on like sorry i'm not skinny like you it's like they don't they don't see the picture of like what they're not doing mm -hmm. to to get that they just think like oh you're just genetically like that you're no. just lucky 
Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of oh, times... They're they just, just on a think, hamster wheel, blinders. Yeah, they just don't think it's possible. They're yeah. only standing on the hamster wheel. They're not running on the hamster wheel. <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting on the hamster wheel. Just laying wheel. on it. Oh, just yeah, down for the at, count. At Lowe's, I was, was going to tell you this story. At Lowe's, um, the other day we had to pick up 28 bags of concrete and uh, 24 10-foot 4x4s to build a fence. And um, we got there, and they were both outside, which was cool. But there was a guy whose truck was blocking the 4x4s and his trailer was blocking the cement. So we're like, all right, we'll just park a little further back and, you know, walk. And it was me and Nick, who's like 18, so we're like, all right, well, I'll just make it a workout. It's not a strem. That's how he likes to get through his day. Everything's a workout. Yeah, just make it a workout. And it's fun. And it was. So so I, got, I grabbed one. I was like, yeah, I'll just, we'll just think of it like a workout. So he grabbed two. And I was like, you son of a bitch. So then I had to grab two. So I had two 50-pound bags. And... So we were going back, and um, I was like alternating which leg I was stepping up on the trailer with. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> well, he was like, he kept putting them on the same shoulder. I was like, you're getting uneven, man. It's how you get injuries. Like, switch shoulders. And, like, were you engaging your core? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll, I'll quarrel with that. So and we did that, and then, you know, a guy came out, like an employee came out, and he was a heavy, heavy set gentleman, probably in his mid 30s, and he was like, like, oh, if I knew you guys needed so many, I would have I would have got the forklift. And we were just like, because we figured it was going to take just as much time to try and get them to get a forklift and. Right, wait, wait for them to fuck yeah. around and get come yeah. back to you. I was like, dude, yeah. let's just do this. It's fine, you know. We're whatever. Just be men. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, he's like, oh, I was like, oh, it's all right, man. We we made treat it like a workout, and, you know, whatever. Like kind of just keeping it light. And he was like, oh yeah, you guys are young, you can still do that. He's like, this is my only workout now. And he was like miming, like f- you know, shoveling food in his face. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, ah. like I was just like, all right, you poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later, buddy. Yeah, like somebody else came out there too and said something about that. Like, oh, you guys are young. You can, you should be carrying five at a time or something. I was like, all right, man. See you later. And, yeah. But yeah, it was funny. Like just to watch people's reaction to us just like doing a thing that was like sort of labor intensive. They're like, oh, those poor bastards. A natural carry human that. ability. Just, like, yeah, like, it's, yeah, this is natural fine. human You're movement. You're doing something physical. Yeah. Why would you ever? Do what that? a moron. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of this, Weird. like this, what we're doing right now isn't unique to our time and our society. I mean, ancient Rome and however far back you want to go, whenever society gets comfortable and the, lazy and fat and, you know. There will mean, always be barbarians. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> oh, speaking of People not eating meat. You want to talk about the Huns and their diet? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I've seen this on Instagram somewhere, but there it was like a nutritionist. It's talking about like history stuff. And they're saying, so like the Huns or like the Mongols, they um, had a very protein-rich diet. They ate mostly meat and mm-hmm. dairy, whereas a lot of people they fought had mostly grain-based diets. And so in comparison, the Mongols... They go longer periods of time without eating because mm-hmm. they're very protein-rich diet. They had stronger muscles and bones. They didn't have rotting teeth. Right. They were able to, like, they basically just annihilate everyone yeah. just because they're better, better yeah. nourished yeah. because they're protein-rich diet. But mm-hmm. alternatively, so bringing it back to indigenous North America, the Ojibwe, they had um, manumen, the rice. The, the wild rice and that's like part of their their legend is that that's how they re- like fought off the Sioux and pushed the Sioux into the Great Plains is because the Ojibwe had like the rice to nourish sustain them, them yeah mm-hmm. and they used crazy tactics like would barricade them into their wigwams and throw fire down the smoke hole and stuff but oh Jesus <laughs> <laughs> was it that of the rice I don't know yeah, I don't know they did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. 
That's cool. People don't think about that. Again, getting so removed from the land and what we're... Well, it changes to... the way our genes are expressed, too. So, yeah. you know, if you're predisposed to something bad and you're eating a diet... Yeah. And it's so hard that. to know, though, because we all, we're all immigrants. Sure, Um right. I don't, I don't like know what me to yeah. analyze where you're from and then look at <laughs> I what need some ancestry.com to figure yeah. out what my family was eating in northern Germany. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think about though. Sauerkraut fermented foods. Mm. Then you go on that tangent. Well, I mean, <laughs> even just the dairy thing, because that's the thing is the ability to digest lactose evolved in humans, like co-evolved in humans in several spots around the world, independent from each other. Because those people in those regions, dairy was the sole source of nutrients. Right. Sure. Like like the Maasai, right. they talk about them and big mm-hmm. fat spreads. They only eat cows and drink their milk. Like they literally see vegetables as cow food. So they're like, no, like well, maybe, like maybe, yeah, maybe if there was a famine, we might eat it. But like, yeah. no, we eat the cows and drink their milk. <laughs> the cows eat that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> it turns into beef if you feed it to somebody. Yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy to think about it like that though? Well, that's even um, crazy because ruminant animals, like most animals that live on the hoof, they have the more complex, multi-chambered stomachs, so they can digest that that plant material and pull more nutrients out of it. So if we ate the same plants they ate, we wouldn't get as much nutrients as they get out of it. So by eating their meat, we're able to pick up that mm-hmm. excess nutrients that we wouldn't have been able to access. So have you watched that documentary on Netflix, um, the vegetarian one? I have, Game yeah. Ga- yeah, Game yeah. Changers. So I he have. meant there's like that big bodybuilder guy who's like, uh, I eat like an ox. An ox will eat plants. Look how strong they are. And it's like, yeah, but an <laughs> ox man, yeah. has a completely different stomach structure. <laughs> Trust me, and I was da- saying that when I'm I was like, watching it to my uh, And then there was on a shitload of steroids, too. Like, <laughs> like, they didn't mention, no need to mention that. Billy's, that's Don't Billy's that. first attack to any time anyone's huge. He's like, yeah, he's juicing, though. <laughs> Not all the time, but I, I mean, especially liver cake. That's, that's part of calling it out. Like, when Hugh Jackman, looks like even, that, even Hugh like, Jackman. Oh, yeah, <laughs> gotta put that little, little caveat in those lines. Hey, that's fair. Yeah, Are you yes. also using <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's uh, I don't know exactly everything that started it, but there's a weird disconnect between our, like the source of our food now where people mm-hmm. just. Like, it's a disconnection with, like, death, too, I think, is a part of the being yes. disconnected to your food, because people used to have to, you know, used to probably at least butcher chickens or something, or, you know, like, you'd night hunt, or, you know what I mean? People were a lot more, it was a lot more common in their house to be exposed to death or something like that. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, everything. I mean, death in general, people, animals, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And they industrialize it. I mean, yeah, do it all in a factory. I don't want to see the cows being slaughtered. I'm not going to yeah. do that job. It's a dirty... Dirty job. work, yeah. Yeah, just give it to me when it's all covered in plastic. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, people like plastic just seems really clean. I always say this to my parents because they use a lot of plastic, but it's like, okay, you know how grandma and grandpa used a lot of lead because they thought lead and arsenic and all that stuff mm-hmm. was totally cool, and then you realize that plastic. it's really bad. Well, that's how plastic is now. <laughs> do not microwave it. Do not microwave it and give it to my kid. Yeah. Right. Just don't don't use it. Pretend it's lead. Just yeah, don't just use it. Don't even touch it. You're putting your food in it, Jesus. <laughs> do you ever worry about some of the shit that was in the MREs? Like I think about that cheese spread all the Everything time. in the MRE, it's all highly processed food. It's, it's meant to last. It's meant to last. Yeah. Like years. But you know what's hilarious about the MREs? is it's all brand name stuff 
Like yep. it's all the brand name foods you get in the freezer section in the whatever, all the candies, everything, like all the shit that you're like, oh, I know this brand, so I feel comfortable and I trust the quality. And yeah. it's like, yeah, there, it's all just a package of processed foods, you know? Yep. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to just eat this at any temperature <laughs> four years after it was produced. Right. Yeah. You're just, mm. yeah, nourishment. It's so messed up. Yeah, and speaking of that, I've been wondering, like, I feel like this time last year, people were like, we need to stock up on food. Like, it's going down, you guys. We're not going to have any food on the shelves. Haven't really seen that happen around say, here. I don't know. So. I don't know. Like, some things were in and out for a while. Right, it was a peanut butter thing for a little while. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember going to Aldi, and you're like, oh, I can't get green beans. You're like, whatever, get something else. But I feel like it hasn't. Like, I've got some stuff in the basement, but I'm like, I haven't felt the need to really stock up. Like, I don't know what the hell we're waiting for. I heard anything about I feel like the news hasn't been saying anything about that, and so because of that, it hasn't really, like, seemed like a pressing thing. But, I mean, every once in a while, shipments of things have yeah. been disrupted and whatnot, mm-hmm. but one thing that the shockwave that's going to really mess things up is, like, the whole conflict in Europe right now, Russia and Ukraine, both are major bread baskets. So Russia, not going to be having as much grain right. go out. Ukraine, not going to be producing as much. You've probably seen in the Netherlands, they're kind of um, doing like o- overarching, overarching measures to kind of limit climate change, they say. So they're putting incredible restrictions on farmers. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so the farmers in Netherlands are all protesting because they're essentially going to have to go out of business because they can't yeah. use fertilizer and can't use a lot of things. And um, so they're pushing like regenerative agriculture practices on them. But forcing it on them like in a right. year and being right. like, you can't farm unless you do this, Indeed. which is uh, totally unreasonable because you can't just shift your whole structure right. of your farm. Yeah, land year, doesn't right? work that way. Yeah, right. exactly. Animals don't work that way. And so like it's kind of obvious that shit doesn't work that way. So it's like, are they just trying to make the farms fail then? Like what's the intention here? But regardless of what they're trying to do, there's like farmers protesting with their tractors and shit. And cops are, like, shooting at the farmers in their tractors. Like, unarmed farmers in tractors getting shot at. That's with, messed with up. So, like, shit's weird in the world in terms of farming. So, I feel like once that shockwave of, like, all the world's grain sure. stores being depleted, once that kind of hits, that's going to be a major issue. I know for some people might be having an experience because of what they buy. I right. may not I be experiencing it because I don't, right. like, I know some people have been like, oh, I can't get my cornflakes because there's no mm, corn. I can't, yeah. they can't mm. process the corn. Like, why the fuck are you eating cornflakes <laughs> in the first place? Mm. Like, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm not feeling it because I don't eat those things. Yeah. But I remember, yeah, I try to. And I mean, obviously there's some stuff we still get, you know, canned beans or whatever. Like now beans are on my, on my mind, but yeah, I mean, I try to eat as local as possible and make things homemade. And, but then I'm like, how much should I stock up for winter when there's not that much, you know, provided like you have to either freeze it and can it, or you have to go buy it and it's being grown in another country. And I'm like, are those things going to be able to get here? But you know, I, every now and then we'll listen to like conservative radio 99.9 in the area. Mm -hmm. And some of the radio people are like, they have the commercials for getting like food stocks. Like here's three months worth of food for this much. Put in my code, get a discount. And I'm like, okay, you've been saying this in your commercial for the past like four or five months. Like there's going to be food shortages, guys. And I'm like, you know, I love you as a radio host, but I'm not sure that I really believe what you're saying. Like, are you just trying to freak us out? Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just because of where we live. Maybe I'm just like a, you know, cushy, snotty white person. I don't know. I don't know. 
But I'm like, what's going on? Like, what is really happening? Because you just hear all these things, and I'm like, I don't see it. I definitely, I, I definitely think a big part of it's probably because you have a short local food chain, yeah. and so that's the strongest, most resilient type yeah. of food structure you can have. Right. Whereas the long, these long international food chains are probably in the process of f- fragmenting. Right. And a big thing is like in terms of prepping. Like I told my wife because she is very organized, much more than <laughs> me, and so she gets our groceries and. I basically just tell her anything that we can stock up on, get two or three extra every time we get groceries. Yeah. And just, I was doing that last fall, and now I'm like, why did I do that? You still should, because, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, if nothing goes wrong, then you just stop getting extra and just use up whatever right. stock you have so it right. doesn't go bad, and kind of keep a rotating stock. Like, oh, you have five of these, just use the, keep using the oldest mm-hmm. one, and maybe you don't need to get more of this next time, get something else. But yeah, yeah, Fifle, first in, first out. But honestly, I think just slowly building up a good reserve of just pres- like long shelf stable foods that you're always gonna use right. no matter what. Because I mean, the peop- the dumb thing with prepping is people get. I'm totally guilty of this. Get a bunch of canned food that you don't eat normally, <laughs> so it just sits there, and then you're not gonna eat it up unless it's a dire emergency. Like maybe, yeah. maybe just get extra of what you normally eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's it's just something to, you know, think about every now and then. I don't know if anyone else, the MRE conversation made me think about it. And again, I'm like, I don't know, is it just my experience in Wisconsin? Like, we're not seeing it. We're not, I, I don't know. the location has, it does have a big impact. Right. Because I know on the Tampa for Two episode, you said that, like, your husband's a hunter. Yeah. So that definitely makes a difference. You listened. Me. Yes. Yeah. We both did. I listened yeah. to it, yeah. <laughs> Um, but then like in the local food chain and then also where we live, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Stevens Point's a city, but it's still pretty rural in terms of right. what's around but us. But we do Whereas... still have the big stores, you know, when, right. like, I remember a couple months ago, like Walmart's freezers went out and people were like, oh my God, all the meat is out at Walmart. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, calm down. Our freezers went out. We got to put it somewhere else. Yeah. Calm down. Truck, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like chill. Out. Yeah. chill. We're okay. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, it just makes me, it makes me wonder every now and the, then. The, 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 like the supply chain, you know, yeah. it's not like we're in rural northern Wisconsin or the UP mm-hmm. or something. So we do have all the stores that's connected to all of the distribution. Right. But we're not living in an area like South Florida or like New York or something sure. that, or yeah. Houston, Texas, City. you know, or Los Angeles, where yeah. there's just so many people that if everybody started buying, you know, a couple extra of everything every time they went to the store, it would run out then it so would be gone. quick. The bodegas are empty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like with, you know, the way our kind of distribution works, it's, you know, they should be basically selling the last one when the next order shows up. Sure. So in the warehouses, there's very little extra sitting there in mm-hmm. the store. Yeah. And then I think of stores like Costco. And I'm like, we're not running out of shit right now. Like, we got plenty. Because yeah. Costco is still stocked. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy to think. Well, like Billy just said, a lot of ways how these mass distribution centers and stores are organized is by the time they use the last one, the next shipment will be showing up. But... If the trucks stop, right, <laughs> then yeah. they're right. gonna run out in a day or two. Right, yeah. exactly. There's basically no extra. There's yeah. no fat. It's all. Yeah, you hope those to, to minimize waste, which is good. You know, when we're talking but about, about yeah. meta food scale, we want yeah. to be wasting as little as we can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about all that being disturbed, which we did have to kind of think about like last summer when like oh, there's a bunch of ships stuck in all the ports and mm-hmm. we're not getting yeah. what we need. Well, it's like, crazy to think about. Blocked for like 14 days yeah, or something like shit. that and got. Gr- 
beached yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy all to think about. Stuff can happen. I mean, it's all just motivated me to, yeah, shorten my own food supply and then like hunt more. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like yeah. trying to rev it up and just yeah, be, I'll be my own fucking grocery store. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's really cool to think about. We're working on getting a bear this fall, so that'll be exciting. Oh, yeah. Fill the freezer. I should say we. Adam's working on getting. <laughs> so he has a tag. Huh? Yes. Is he going around nice. here or is he going up going up north? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. In the Conover area. That's That'll exciting. be awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the goal. <laughs> that's that's a great thing about Wisconsin is I mean, saying all the environmental change and the global politics stuff, I mean, we're pretty much sitting at the best spot you could ever be. We're next to the largest inland freshwater oceans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just talking our, about that. Yeah. 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 Our climate change is giving us a more temperate climate and more precipitation. So it's effectively turning Wisconsin into a giant rainforest. So that's amazing. And if Wisconsin was a country, it would be the third largest dairy producing country in the world. And so in terms of like food chains and apocalypse shit, like, we have cows, so <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. and yeah, and so. extremely well managed wildlife right. for the most yeah. part. So, because even going back yeah. to the lap, last episode, talking about types of agriculture and like so many cultures, indigenous cultures throughout history, didn't practice quote unquote agriculture, mm-hmm. but they basically um, managed the local wildlife or around them so it was so bountiful that they could go out and harvest whatever plants or animals they needed to because there was always an excess because it was such a rich environment yeah and i feel like we're doing a pretty decent job of that here in wisconsin yeah yeah, that's how it feels like deer season that's how it feels like a harvest like everybody it's time time to get the family out there take your rifle go sit in the tree in the cold and yeah harvest a deer pretty good chance of success despite probably doing nothing but going out and sitting in a random tree like (laughs) smoking a cigarette fucking drinking coffee yeah Yeah. (laughs) not the most luxury hunting experience like ever i felt i felt like i cheated the system like the last time i got deer I literally showed up late, sat for like half an hour, two deer showed up, and then I was like, eh, I'll wait. Five smaller ones go through, I was like, okay. Just like that. Yeah, and I was like, wow. See, yeah, exactly. Hell yeah, that's, that's Hell like yeah a, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. That's how it feels like yeah. you got to It's true. That. You're doing that's something a really good, point. good for the population, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's keep your ear to the ground and just like focus on the local news versus... <laughs> The national stuff, because it doesn't really apply to us right. in some respects. And a lot of the time, they are talking about the big metropolitan areas. Right. You know, like South Florida, Houston, Texas, L.A. Mm-hmm. So much of that. Even Milwaukee, you know. That's like living in a different, totally different place compared to daily life here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, I mean, we touch on the doom and gloom so much in this podcast. <laughs> but, really, I... Like, rather than being filled with existential dread from all this, like, horrible stuff going on in the world, it just motivates the hell out of me to get my shit together. Yeah. And it's like talking about all this food stuff. It's like, hearing all this stuff, I don't know how you wouldn't be motivated to try to find more healthier local foods, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you get your CSA from Farm Shed? No, no, no. I get my CSAs from White Feather and Lonely Oak. Okay. Okay. My girlfriend does a CSA work here. Yeah. Lonely Oak, yeah. Who's that? Kelly. Maybe Kelly. if I saw her face. Probably she's yeah. blonde. Very, very bubbly. Does she have super curly hair? Like no. Oh. No, no, I can. 
show you a picture. Of yeah, from... show me a okay. picture. Okay, yeah, I get my eggs from Wayfeather, and then uh, mm-hmm. I used to get pig from them, but they don't. They didn't, they didn't do a pig this year, so sure. But sure, yeah, eating local is huge. That's one of yeah. the things I do with my business and educate my clients on. You know, I get this past summer, I've gotten a handful of clients that have like led me to a little feeling of burnout because they're very much like, oh, I wanted to lose weight yesterday. What can I do? What can I do? I found this diet. How coach me through this diet? And I'm like just stop for a minute like just calm down let's do xyz steps like i've been telling you for the past three or four weeks <laughs> and or longer and it just yeah it yeah, gets to be a lot and they're so removed yeah you know I, and then then they watch my instagram they're like what does csa mean i'm like yeah. oh let me tell you yeah <laughs> eating eating more local you know like yeah. she uh, i had this one client who asked me about um gluten-free sourdough bread and i'm like i don't even know if that's a thing they sell it at walmart but i'm like could you try making it yourself well isn't but gluten-free, gluten-free anyways yeah that's what i thought because of the like the fermentation process yeah right? or it has oh, a very, that I don't very know. low glycemic index yeah it's supposed to be the only kind of bread that you can eat if you have have um, a gluten intolerance yeah. or gluten i would think so yeah. i'm so pretty sure because it's a different yeah because it's processed process just it's that yeah you know, like pre-digests yeah. the gluten yes. so it's like broken down already mm. by the time you actually I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, there are people trying to make gluten-free sourdough well, bread out of, like, almond flour. Right. <laughs> Some bullshit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know a ton about it. I, I haven't looked but. into it. But I'm just like, if you can't have it, don't try to find the ultra-processed alternative. Like, just don't yeah. eat it. Yeah. That's you know? the thing people forget about, too. And it's like going back to plastics too where like this bottle will be like BPA free and it's like well that just means they put other shit in yeah, it yeah what about like, phthalates it doesn't have, doesn't have BPA <laughs> so yeah you know a lot of people you know just say sugar free or zero calorie or whatever they're like that's healthy I got it and then it's like right they well, put that on Twizzlers. Do? Twizzlers yeah. are fat-free. Yeah. <laughs> That's not God. the point. <laughs> like, shit did you guys see about like Starburst and Skittles recently there's the this, ingredients? There's this chemical yes. in them that recently a new study came out that they're like, yeah, this is, it like blocks some crazy shit in your brain. It like goes to the blood brain barrier or something and it's just mm-hmm. like a flavoring in Skittles. They have those in MREs. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Lots of it was just some horrible chemical that I think like, because you know how in Europe they're really good at, at banning shit that's yeah. really oh bad Oh my for gosh. You? Yeah. Skittles and Starburst has been like banned in Europe because of this. Really. Or they have a better ingredient list. Yeah, or something. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure they still sell their products there. It's just different. Different Skittles than we're getting mm-hmm. here. Could be, yeah. You ever seen those like reaction videos to the Europeans like reacting to American food? Oh, I have not. So, like, those, that's just, yeah, like, they I've have all kinds of... Yeah. I watched them like, react to a Pop-Tart one time. They were like, you eat this for breakfast? Like, like what the, the fuck is this? Like, a doing? fucking cake. Are you kidding me? Like, kids eat this for breakfast? Like, <laughs> That's oh awesome. God. Like, yeah. I mean, they have shit breakfast over there, so they can go fuck themselves. But, like, yeah, Pop-Tarts. Kids shouldn't be eating Pop-Tarts. Yeah, like yeah. a toaster strudel. You need a Pioneer's That was, like, me breakfast. all through elementary <laughs> school. It was, like, toaster strudels. Oh, that shit, that's crazy, right? It's horrible. They were delicious, though. They are, with the yeah. frosting. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Eat, like, two of those suckers. Heading off to sixth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those yeah, either that or cereal, which is, yeah. I, I, yep. whenever I see people eating cereal, I hope to, like, turn them off by being like, ah, oh, human cattle feed. 
or human human grain yeah. feed. Well, yeah, we all look at cereal now. It's just like a snack, right? Like I don't. I, I don't, put it in the dessert category. Yeah, I don't yeah. eat it for breakfast. I'll eat it like yeah. after dinner. I'll have a small bowl or something. But yeah, I wouldn't. Even if it's not like Lucky like Charms, even if it's like Chex Mix or Honey Nut Cheerios. Special Mix Yeah, it's so good. Like right? actual Chex Mix, not the cereal. Oh, I'm not just gonna eat the Chex, but no Chex cereal is super good. I'll eat the whole thing. Dude, yeah, X, used to, X used to be, eat the most bored. Like, literally, like, I'll eat, like, frosted mini wheats, and, like, I'll fuck with, like, I don't know, like, even Wheaties is alright, but he'll get just all bran or, like, grape nuts or, like, unfrosted, like, wheat. He's an old soul. He really is. Yeah, X is an old soul, but he, he saw a guy get killed when he was a really little kid, so that probably had something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Alright. He, he grew up in Jamaica. Jamaica's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, X, X has seen some shit, so that dude's humble, man. It's all brand. All brand keeps him humble too. I think. Prob- it probably does. It's like, I don't deserve that frosted shit. I don't need that sugar. Oh, shit. I don't deserve it. You have a garden at your house? We do have a garden. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've probably seen it on Instagram. It's probably probably makes me sad. So Maybe. I just about it. I'm really excited to expand ours next year. But yeah. What do you got going on? I don't tend to it very or... much. It's Adam does a lot of it. Um, He's very much a, like, I want to do the house projects, I want to do the garden. i got to stop touching my eyes, because I cooked with jalapenos. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I took the seeds out, and I've washed my hands yourself. a ton. But, um, he, this summer, we did cucumbers, which took off like crazy. We've got a ton of pickles already going. Uh, we did beans, which were okay. Don't have all as much in the freezers as we did last year. We did purple carrots, and those came up really well. We did strawberries, but we had some animals finally figure out how to get up and into the uh, garden yeah. bed. So we had chipmunks and squirrels eating the eating the strawberries, but that's okay. Well, maybe we get wild ones um, around the area. They'll, they'll digest <laughs> it, and then you'll, you'll have strawberry yeah, bushes right. that, growing That's how there. it started. That's yeah. how the strawberry <laughs> plant started in our yard. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> it did, for real. Owen and I were like running around the yard playing, and then I'm like, we had an apple tree. That ended up getting ripped up by, the trunk got ripped up by um, rabbits. We had to cut it down. But before that, the summer before that, I look under the apple tree and I'm like, that's a strawberry. And Owen like grabs it and eats it. He, I'm like, dude, like wait till dad gets home. Like we can do something. I think there were two of them. So he eats it. He's like, it's really good. <laughs> okay. So Adam like dug up the plant, put it in a pot and it blew up, nice. went crazy. So then he built a garden bed. And we put the plant in the garden bed, and it crawls across the garden bed. It's trying to crawl out of the garden bed. Heck yeah. Um, it was insane. Just insane. That the past two or three summers, the strawberries went crazy. This summer, like I said, it was tough. I don't know if it's they're, like, choking themselves off because there's too many plants in the pot. Mm, or the plant, the animal's getting in there eating the fruit. But, yeah, I was like, Adam was like, yeah, a rabbit probably just pooped right here under the tree. <laughs> and then it grew a strawberry, and now we have strawberry plants. I'm like, well. Yeah, that's how we do it. So yeah, that's our that's our garden, and we like I said, I have two CSAs, so we're getting a lot of stuff. We're putting some stuff in the freezer. We've got broccoli in the freezer right now, um, a couple other baked goods that I use CSA things in. I have in the freezer, so yeah. yeah, yeah. We we mostly just eat a lot of peppers. Like that's our most like vegetable. Like if she, if Kyle will get lettuce. I'll eat it. Like, whatever's in the house, I'll eat. So, like, if, <laughs> like, if there's lettuce, like, I was telling you, like, last week I made a salad, like, every day. Like, yeah. not that big of a fan of salad, but it's just, it's there. So, yeah. like, I'm going to yep. eat it. And, uh, but other than that, like, mostly, like, peppers are our biggest thing. So, we tried growing some of those. We got some good ones. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, though. We just did, like, one one jalapeno plant. So, we got one so far. There's two more growing. But, uh, 
So that's not going to get us through the winter, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high hopes. Not my one pepper. We're well, going after it. Yeah, definitely want to expand it next year. Like, yeah. 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 Tomatoes did pretty well, but we, like, we're going to probably make some salsa out of that, but other than that, I don't know. You, you said you were going to start a garden next year, right? I wanted to this year, but just I... So yeah. I have two under two right now. Oof. Two little that's boys. A lot. And so, yeah, we just didn't have time for a garden. Yeah. So, but next year, I'm getting... Jack my wife... Yeah, he will, by running around and pulling up plants. So. Yeah, right? So, Gotta just teach him to pull much. the right plants. Yeah, pretty he'll, pretty yeah he'll pull them all. But, um, yep. <laughs> it's okay. And But Lily's totally on board, so both getting pumped up to do some gardening next year. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really pumped. Um, Lily's girlfriend's reading the book, um, Braiding Sweetgrass. Braiding Sweetgrass. Have you ever read okay, that book? No. You should check it out. It's... um. Um, Susan Walkimmerer, I believe is the author's name, but she, um, she is an indigenous lady who basically collects all the stories and wisdom of kind of the indigenous perspective towards nature and just the relationship with the earth. It's, I mean, it's a really beautiful book and, um, kind of just the loving appreciation relationship and just everything that the earth provides as a gift and kind of by mm-hmm. definition, you can't repay a gift so the best repayment and the best thing you can do is be thankful and kind of perpetuate the gift by sharing and caring for what and respecting for what you're given so it kind of goes with gardening and harvesting wildlife and game and all that stuff yeah, is thanking the earth mm-hmm. or thanking you know the plant you really want to be a hippie about it we we're plucking the tomatoes i, was, I said thank you every tomato just in case, you know. You well, never know. Well, yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> like, my plants are doing really well. I do goofy shit. Like, I'll talk to them and tell them I'm proud of them and shit and let them listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I'm weeding and stuff. Like, yeah. it's working. They're fucking yeah. all vegetables. So Anytime I, I do go out in the garden, I'm like, oh, cucumbers, you're growing so big. Yeah, you're doing nice such a good job. <laughs> exactly. Having that They're beautiful, listening. loving, relate, like, respectful relationship. Because yeah. like I was saying earlier about how a type of agriculture just harvesting and managing the land in a way so it's so healthy that you can just keep harvesting what you need because that's the thing too is being respectful you're not going to take more than you need you're not going to rip out the whole plant you're just going to pluck what you need from it right and a lot of times um these natural species that native american folks harvest because like that's the whole thing with yellowstone is they forced the tribes out of yellowstone that were living there because they're like we need to maintain the natural environment but they, the environment's healthier with yeah. them in it yeah, because it <laughs> a lot of times these species, if you harvest them the proper way, the species is going to be healthier in the long term by you reducing the individuals with poor genetics or of a certain age group to make sure there's balanced ages and just little things. You can manage a species with love and care by harvesting it. Yeah. And so if we take that approach towards how we get our food, because when, when you sustain what sustains you, everything lasts forever. That's beautiful, man. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, that's why yeah. it's, like, important if you care about your food. That's, me and Billy are going to get into coon trapping this, this year with Nico. Yeah. They'll manage that because they're, they're starting to peck off some of the ground-nesting bird population. The yeah, turkeys? They're... Well, that's the thing, too, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. for everything, yeah. Ducks, yeah, Pretty all much. kinds of... They're... they're yeah, their population's too high right now, so mm-hmm. we're going to get in there, we're going to help oh, manage I didn't know that. make everything work better, yeah. 
And even for them, if their population is well, yeah, too high, diseases, I mean, yeah. they're going to get diseases. Sure, they it's, really bad. it's probably great during breeding season, but every other time they have to fight for food, fight for resources, fight for whatever. Yeah, like, so we're, we're Everything ex- you're saying, I'm just like imagining the human race. I was just going <laughs> to say, that's how, that's how people are disease, too. Yeah. Oh my God, we're all disease ridden, we're all dying. They're, we're artificially they're, they're plucking us. <laughs> condensing ourselves too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take a break. Heck yeah. yeah a little, good, little good ad segment. spot. All right, we're back. So you said your husband hunts. Do you do any hunting or no. fishing or any? any I'll fish for harvesting? fun, but I've never. Um, I haven't had a fishing license in years because we. I mean, having a kid and typically when Adam goes out hunt like fishing, I don't go with. Oh, okay. <laughs> the water is not my jam, which oh, I've talked okay. about on social media. Okay. He's like, I'm gonna go fishing. I'm like, okay, good, have fun. Um, I'll hang out with the kid, but now we're going out more because Owen's getting older. I'm like, should I get a license? I mean, it's like what twenty bucks. Yeah, goes no, not to even a... ten bucks. I think for just just a general fishing, I think it's like ten. Okay, but yeah, you know, support the DNR. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I support them. I mean, it. I'm happy to you know, you know, go hunters. But I don't. I don't hunt. I. It's just not. I don't put a priority towards it. It's not my jam. I would learn if I needed to. Like, yeah. let's go. But it's I'll let Adam fill the freezer. I'm not doing that. And that's the thing too with hunting is once once you feel the need to go, then then that's a good time to go. But if you don't feel the need, yeah, yeah. No, someone is growing cattle, and I can I can buy their ground beef, and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I think also too, if you have somebody that you know, like if your husband hunts and he's bringing home deer every year, it's like. What is the need yeah. for you to do that if it's yeah, not a priority exactly. at all? It's like, exactly. you have way better things to do. Yeah. Yep. in a tree. A, a big comparison, too, is you obviously are cool with hunting, whereas it'd be different if somebody was, like, totally against it and just didn't understand. Then I, would, I wouldn't say they should go hunting, but they should at least learn what hunting really is. You right. Know? Yeah. Maybe think... go with somebody and watch them hunt. Yeah. See what it's actually like in the moment of truth, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. we were just talking off right. air a lot about the reverence that we have for mm-hmm. nature and stuff, and I think that's a misconception people have. They don't like hunting. I think they think it's just a bunch of rednecks out there killing stuff. It's fun. just barbaric, and you're hanging the animal from a tree, and I'm like, no, no, there's a reason for it. And then you learn, like we mm-hmm. talked earlier, about how you want to control the population, and we're helping, you know, whatever. Yeah, but with the animal, it's, it's like, Shooting a deer, you know, like sometimes that's the best yeah. way to. It's it's right. necessary. Love and take care of it. Um, yeah, you have to kill it, and yeah, but you use it, you eat it. It's not like you. I don't know. And right. Theoretically, it's, every time you're taking a, like a white-tailed deer in Wisconsin, you you really are helping the population. You're not right. hurting it. You're. Right. It's, right. Right. So it's, does, yeah, it's a conservation decision. It's like a management. And that decision. probably goes back to that weird disconnection we said earlier. People have with food and death when they think, "Oh, mm-hmm. you're killing a deer. It's bad. Death is bad." Yeah. What you're doing is bad for that no. deer. That's totally like it normal. It happens all the time. And, and it was just living its life out there. But if it's a cow that's raised and lived its whole life in a barn, it's like, well, that was it. That's what it was for. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, well, yeah. I think it's so way that more turkey. ethical to shoot, exactly, shoot a turkey that's maybe two and a half, three and a half years old and has lived in the forest in Wisconsin for its life rather than yeah. shoot a chicken or eat a chicken. <laughs> not even shoot a chicken, just buy it. That's... Eight months old that was just stuffed with like hormones and yeah stuff to make it grow and get as big as it could and then they just don't even know where it came from. Yeah. Did it have a name? Who knows? Probably not. We have no idea. Number eight six four five. Oh yeah. A barcode maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's the thing too. Um, another thing from the book Braiding Sweetgrass is these individuals we get our food from, they're beings. And when with through industrialization, the being is lost in the group. Mm-hmm. And where like um, she talks a lot about the three sisters, corn, beans, and squash. If you mm. put all three seeds in the same hole, they all, corn sprouts up and then the beans wrap around the corn stalk. And then the squash shades the ground from weeds and keeps the soil moist. So all three grow better when you grow them all together. And um, these individuals is, yeah, you need a small, smaller gardens grown together like this are much more productive per square foot than a gigantic field of all the same shit. And so, yeah, through kind of anonymity... We're losing kind of the connection with the livestock, the plants, right. and all these things. Whereas you're growing a pepper plant, and you're like, yeah, we got three peppers. Like those, those three peppers were probably more enjoyable than all and memorable than all the peppers you ever got. Oh yeah, <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah, the green pepper was seriously the best. Like I was saying earlier, I used to get um, pork from. White feather, and mm-hmm. I didn't think I liked pork chops until I had one from organic. Oh, so good! Right? I was just like, oh my god, like there's flavor to it. It's delicious. Like, so that was yeah, that green pepper was like that too. Or it was just like the most flavorful, crisp, delicious green pepper I've ever eaten. And like you said, you love. That's how you show love to your food is by knowing it and appreciating. Right. Like the sacrifice an animal made, because that's the thing is, I worked at a YMCA camp for a while. And there were some kids who were vegetarian or vegan, and we be talking about that and be saying like oh yeah I love eating meat but I also respect the animal and somebody would waste something at lunch like some ham or something and be like you're not respecting the sacrifice of that animal's life to give you that food so at least like put it somewhere so other animals can eat it or do whatever kind of post it at the very least do something and like even some of the like vegetarian kids were like oh like I guess it's fine if you eat meat as long as you like care about it you know yeah, yeah, know where it came from. Don't and... waste it, you know, respect it. Yeah. Even yeah. if it is beef that you would get from the store that's probably 50 different cows mixed together, <laughs> that's a huge sacrifice. But even Sick. even uh, <laughs> thinking about paper and paper towels. So I believe it w- was in that book too. She was talking about making just something out of wood and how when you're carving it, especially carving a tree trunk, you're taking off like one shave at a time and each shave of what is a, a year of that tree's life mm. and kind of thinking about as you're doing that you should think about what the tree experienced during that year kind of what that was like for it and so a lot of times these crafts are very meditative experiences because you're having that such a deep connection to your material but even now whenever I use a paper towel or a piece of paper I think about like a year in a tree's life mm-hmm. you know like don't don't just waste it or throw it away like carelessly like that's a whole year of something's being goes into that Aww. i don't I know like that. that book really messed me up man <laughs> <laughs> i really care about the world now <laughs> oh shoot that's funny but awesome yeah good way to be yeah that mindfulness is huge though makes you slow down it does. Yeah. Well, people too, I guess, maybe don't even have enough respect and reverence for the gift that is like their own life and their own body where they just right. don't think about how they're treating it or what they're doing. They're just eating, like we're talking about, bullshit processed foods or whatever, just kind of mm-hmm. 
Well, Duncan Trussell put this in a really good light for, for me where he said a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, what's the lifespan? Like, what's the average lifespan? What, like 72 years? Like, that's how long I'm going to live. And they just, like, in their mindset, they just know they're going to or think they're going to be old or whatever. So they're like, oh, I'll, I'll get that squared away in a few years. I'm still in my 20s. I'm having fun right now. Right. I still got years to worry about that or like oh when I'm old and retired then I'll have time to relax and spend time with my family yeah, <laughs> yeah like, until you're you like die. sick and useless it's like kids die all the time man you could die tomorrow like yeah for real and I mean if you even even if you're just out of shape or unhealthy I mean you're not experiencing the best ride you can going through life you know mm-hmm. right yeah if you put it off for five years that could be five years worth of Glyphosate soaked oats that you're eating versus not eating. <laughs> today, you know? That right. thing gave you cancer. Exactly. <laughs> For real. It all adds up. That's yeah. what people don't think about is that it all adds up. Yeah, it's, the, it's getting weird, like, getting a little bit older. I'm 29, not super old, but old enough now where, like, anybody I see that I went to high school with, you can tell... If they if they're working out or not, <laughs> oh, if, they're, yeah. if they're not, they've just gotten fatter every year for mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever twelve years now. Where like yeah, if they've like kept up, you're like oh wow, they're looking good. But yeah, if not, you're like oh no, like they don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think you mentioned it on your podcast before how it's like yeah you just eat the same as you did when you were in high school yeah. or when you were in college. Yeah, and you just keep that up through your like twenties and thirties. Yeah, man, you guys, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Take better care of yeah of yourself. It's crazy to think how resilient people think kids are, but it all compounds over time. I mean, having you know mini donuts for breakfast every school day in high school can add up to you having diabetes, type two diabetes in your twenties. Like I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like come on, dude. Like I just. And I, mean, I it just it all comes back to like being aware of what you're eating and yeah. what are the parents teaching you and yeah, I mean I don't know what intentions you have for your kids or what you guys have experienced, but I always all the time with Owen I'm like okay if you're gonna have that we gotta have a protein like we gotta make this a meal like I'm gonna use the words with him I don't know if it's gonna cause him to have some weird you know thing about food and meals and whatnot and he's already, he's five and he's already like resistant he's like I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat meat. Get stuck in my teeth. I'm too lazy to floss. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But here's what I know about how jaws develop and what you need for your growing brain and your muscles and whatnot. I'm like, you need to eat the protein. Please eat the meat. Hell yeah. Jaw strength. Yeah. <laughs> what did he eat the meat now? Hopefully his jaw grows the way it's supposed to grow and he won't need a root for all his teeth and there'll be space so the meat won't even get stuck in his teeth. Yes. It won't need braces. It's all connected. Yeah. It's, well, all it's, connected. it's all that's, connected. It's all connected. That's the thing is like, yeah, children are amazing. And like my son, he's going to be two at the end of the month. So coming up, but so he's not like communicating a ton, but just a little bit. But I mean, from working with kids in the past, kids are not stupid at all. Mm-mm. They just don't have the words yet for a lot of things. And so if you do kind of help explain, break it down to their level and explain it in terms they can understand, they can understand some pretty complex shit. But but that's the thing is a lot of this stuff isn't complex. 
eat food from plants and animals <laughs> and eat a mixture right. and don't eat too much of one thing. Like, a kid can totally understand right. that. And that's, like, leading-edge nutrition <laughs> advice, you know? For real. Just make it as, you know, nutritionally dense and real as possible. And, yeah, he knows, like, what a CSA is. He knows what all the veggies are. He doesn't always eat them. But mm-hmm. he even had that argument all the time of, like, I need you to sit down and eat a meal. Because if you don't eat a meal, you're going to be asking me for a snack every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, after I'm done cooking dinner and we eat, like, kitchen's closed. Mm-hmm. You have to sit down and eat a meal. And that's basic you know, nutrition. I mean, I have to teach clients this, like older people sit down and eat your meal, like calm down, rest and digest, make it a filling thing. That's going to nourish you for a couple hours so that you're not looking for a snack. I have cravings because your meal was garbage. It was the oatmeal and the toast. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been like the eggs and maybe a little bit of oatmeal and some veggies for fiber. So like Mongols are going to run right fucking through. Yeah, you remember the Mongols, kids, they stay full longer. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's worth like teaching and thinking. Like it's basic stuff. Anybody can learn how to do it, but just gets all well, messed up. That's the thing is people will learn and attach to what advice they're given. It's just that's the problem was that this outdated wrong advice from the fifties is still yeah. hanging around and shit like that. You know, yeah. people people, th- yeah, they think we also have very intense food marketing in this country. So not only are like because most people that are eating really shitty are doing it from a place of ignorance, yeah, not from a, a place that they think is educated. They're thinking, well. This is what I see commercials for. It looks delicious. They're telling Pepsi me. Pepsi said I could have one a day. Right, exactly. It's part of a balanced breakfast. It's called Weight Watchers. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Watch <laughs> yeah, seriously. And if you take the path of least resistance, all that stuff is super convenient, yeah. super available. Yeah. Time, it's super, super delicious. Cheap. Cheaper. That's why, you know, we have such bad poverty issue. Or, or obesity on the poverty scale or correlated right. with the poverty scale. Because that's what's at like, convenience stores. Right, and that's what's going to last. If somebody cheap. can afford to go buy groceries once a month, they're going to get something that's going to last for 20 Yeah, a box minutes. of fucking mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. Well, and right. talk about conspiracies, food stamps back in the day. They didn't create the food stamp program because, to help out, like, poor people. The main intention was, oh, we have an oversupply of grain yeah. and sugar that we could turn into Stop cheap it. food that they wanted to sell. And so like, oh, let's make a government program where the government buys this from the company and then gives it to for free to poor people that taxes pay for. So win-win for them. Oh, for flock's sake. Seriously. That I did not know. Well, I mean, obviously. I think look at the, time, the sources. Though, it was still a more... Uh, like it was a good thing at the time because it's like yeah. okay we can they need these to people sell that. that are starving to right. death. Was it right, right. After the this food, yeah, some. Yeah, so it was like it was like if they're starving to death, it's good that they're gonna eat because they're gonna die at sixty-eight from cancer versus thirty-eight <laughs> from starving. You and know, they did some some super weak disease that way they would have just yeah. been a little sick for that now they exactly. they die from. Yeah. And they didn't know wheat was that bad. Even the people making That's the true. decisions were probably like the food pyramids. The foundation's made of wheat. You made the pyramid, though. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient was that? The other guy made that on his term. New guy coming in. Yeah, Yeah, we need eight to ten servings, man. Come on. (laughs) I'm just doing what the job says, you know? Yeah, right? It's just crazy. But, I mean, that's kind of why I feel like the shit we talk about is important. Because, yeah, we just... It's going to be a grassroots thing. Because they're obviously not going to do it from the top end. So need yeah. just right. They want us to remain sick and stupid. Exactly, and I mean honestly, with everything, the first action, getting yourself on board and figured out, 
So, like, yeah, from there, once you have your shit figured out, it's so much easier to be like, oh, hey, you have this problem, I'm doing this thing, you should check that out, that could probably Mm -hmm. help you, and, like, by doing it yourself, you even build that credibility to help show other people, and so really, like, yes, it is one approach to be like, the system needs to change, but it's like, eh, maybe be aware of how the system needs to change, and then just start and you stop buying you their shit, and then they lose money, and then they're like, oh, mm-hmm. guess we got to start providing. That's, yeah, you got to break out of the system, too. You're not buying as much from a grocery store. Right. And in turn, you're not ideally getting as sick or getting sick yeah. as often or needing as many, you know, chronic medications. Exactly. Like, yeah. The amount of people on something like a statin drug or, like, insulin is insane. Oh, it's crazy. And it's pretty much all just from... Consum- dietary change and yeah, going for a walk. consuming what you shouldn't be eating too much of. Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle's, you know, big factor, too, but... Yeah, that's... <clears throat> Having the internet now also makes it a lot easier for us to even have these discussions. The fountain... You know, when we're thinking it's 1982, there's no way that this information could even really be disseminated on a grand You'd have to have a radio level. station. Yeah. And, and have, even then, would people, people listen, listen to it? To it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then just because you say it one time, it's they're like, hmm, that was interesting, but that's everything it, I've yeah. ever learned goes against it, so I'm not really going to pay that. <laughs> yeah. Like they can't even Google it, you know? So yeah. true. Like, we are so blessed to live in a time where we can break out of that. Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool to discover, like, we were talking about kind of the, the subculture that's going on, like, once you start getting like getting a CSA and mm-hmm. you start going to the farmers market every weekend and stuff like that, and you get in with this community and you're like, wow, there really is basically like a sub community in this area of like self sustaining like people working on farms and then getting a CSA from it, and you know like people, yeah. I don't know, it's it's like it's happening. Like we're still we're running a society without Walmart, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's like, true, a hundred percent. I mean, I look at like my neighbors. You know, we've got one neighbor, he's got immaculate garden. He grows, like, flowers and veggies. Grows a ton of stuff. He's always bringing us zucchini and tomatoes. We can't eat all this. You take it. Okay. Yeah. I'll freeze it. Great. Um, but then I look at the people, like, across the street, and they get takeout delivered two or three times a week. Um, you know, we see a delivery truck or vehicle come up to their home. Yeah. Um, they're shopping at Metro Market down the street or probably at Walmart or whatever. Um I don't think they'd really leave their house. I don't know. It's crazy. And I'm like, how every now and then, you know, you have a really good week or a day where you're just like, I'm reaching everybody. Everybody's hearing the message. Everybody's at the farmer's market. It's great. And then I go home and I'm like, fuck, what about that lady across the street? How do we get her? Because she is on a completely different level than we are. You like forget, you know? What it's going to take is the power going out probably (laughs) for some people. Right, right. Yeah, sure. You You can't take everybody along on the journey. Yeah, right. You really can't. You can't. Well, it's because a lot. You saw that in the pandemic too. I mean, people were like, "I'm not leaving home," and you were like, "Um, "I'm still going to go to the farmers market if they're holding it. I'm still going to go support these local people. I'm still going to go do my thing." Or you start, you started a new thing because you were like, "I can't do what I used to." Yeah. Or people found a way to still do what they used to, and they did like Walmart delivery, and you're like, "Come on, man!" (laughs) Well, but or even like taking the opportunity to like improve their own like conscious health, something. you have this awesome opportunity that the universe is showing you, hey, maybe yes. I'm not as healthy as I want to be because I'm really freaked out right now. So let's yes. take this time. You would hope people would do that. Right, but <laughs> it, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, it's a oh, divergent like quarantine body. It's a but, divergent path, I think, because some people either go that approach or they just lean in and dig their heels into their mindset they already have and refuse to like yeah. change. Whereas, yeah, I mean, 
everyone's It can't possibly be my diet. It's not the diet that's making me. If I go outside and go for a walk, I'm going to get COVID and die from the air. So. Well, that's even at getting sunlight. The sun. <laughs> yeah, they, they tricked us into thinking the sun was bad for yeah. us for God. Yes. Jesus Christ. Well, for you, Taryn. Yeah. Yeah, you it's not a gray area. But, but yeah, I switched, well, I switched sunscreens, too, because, like, regular sunscreens, like, aluminum, and that absorbs yes. into your skin. Yes. Doesn't seem great. That's what's in deodorant, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first front. And uh, the zinc oxide stuff, I guess, just, like, sits on your skin and doesn't yes. like, absorb into it. I don't know. Some people say that causes cancer, too. I don't know. I, I'm giving it a fair shake. But it seems like it works better anyway. But I've been using that this summer, and then, yeah, when I'm been going on my runs, I just go, like, shirtless and shorts and get as much sun as I can and I think I, supplementing that, yeah. diets I, or su- supplementing mm-hmm. um, vitamins I think has helped yeah like I think I, I feel like just my skin and like everything's just healthier mm-hmm. you so process it's like more resilient it better to it and, and yeah it kind of absorbs it, yeah. the sun better well you're just yeah. doing that safe sun exposure mm-hmm. that's the thing and yeah. what I listened to a podcast by Liz Wolf she was a health and wellness person with Diane Sanfilippo Dan Sanfilippo did practical paleo They've gone separate ways, but Liz Wolf did one about sunscreen. I may have shared it on my stories back when I listened to it. And she explained, which I've never heard it explained this clearly before, like the SPF, um, the UVB, the UVA rays. And the difference between like the sunscreen that we wear that blocks, is it typically the UVA rays? I think it's UVB. They block That's the like UV. The, like the cancerous. The oh. UVB. They block the UVB rays. And the yes. UVB rays are the ones that you want. Oh. The UVA rays get soaked in, and they're the ones that shake up your cells and can lead to them interpreting cancer into your body. Plus, you're taking in the toxins on the sunscreen. Yeah. They block UVB. UVB is what will give you a tan. The UVA will still soak into your skin. It's it's insanity. I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we purposely giving people this toxic lotion that's blocking the good sunlight? Because we're don't have enough vitamin D from natural sunlight. So let's block the UVB rays that get the vitamin D and sunlight into our skin. And then I just, I don't understand. Again, were there malicious intentions behind it all? Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, and for real, and that's the thing too, is the UVB, which darkens your skin and is the healthy sun rays, that probably makes you resilient enough to resist the harmful rays. But when you take away the healthy shit, it's only bad shit. Yeah, that's so funny, but sad. Yeah. But that's the thing is, I'm, I'm happy to tear away from that mindset mm-hmm. and just forge a new path yeah. away from that and be like, fight me on this if you want. Just keep doing your shit. I'll do mine and you can be as right. unhealthy as you please. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, just look at the example that other people on this mindset are setting and just go from there. We don't even need to argue these facts. Right. It's hard to argue when like you are the proof. It's like, oh. <laughs> Right, it's like as shape as I've ever been in, and at my oldest, so yeah. Know, we're like, is it? Obviously, I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah, and I ask people all the time, or think of like, is what you're experiencing a genetic problem, or are you just perpetuating the lifestyle that right. causes it? Right. Like, or maybe you the don't lifestyle want... is a trigger of a genetic problem. Okay. That you can right you can manipulate by just eating differently. Yes, changing your genes that's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people. Oh, high blood pressure runs in my family. That's bullshit it does not run in your family your family family. (laughs) eats like garbage your family doesn't run right your family doesn't run oh guys epigenetics is what you're talking about epigenetics is the expression of genes and they're finding like so a lot of people are like oh i just have bad genetics that's why i'm predisposed to this but yeah how you react to your environment and the stimuli you're exposed to triggers genes to turn on and off so obviously like you can be predisposed to something but depending on your lifestyle choices you can activate those genes or not 
And also, I mean, they say this, but I mean, who's to say we delve into a lot of weird hippy-dippy shit, but they say that like conscious intention helps shape epigenetics too. So think about this. One thing um, I like to think of all stress is like the same thing. So we do a lot of like cold water exposure. And so once you learn to embrace the stress of cold water and learn how to just breathe through that, you can kind of learn to do that with other types of stress as well. So right. like pain, frustration, road rage, kids screaming at you, whatever. Like you just breathe through it just like the cold water. And so that that conscious in intention and how you like look at just stress, that can totally influence how your genes are expressed because um, they've done studies with stress where if you believe that stress is harmful to you and wears you down, it does that. But if you believe that it strengthens you and nourishes you mm -hmm. and helps you grow more resilient, that it will do that as well. So the intention and not how, how you now, not only face stress, but just everything can help how your genes are expressed even. Oh, absolutely. That's how they made Deadpool a superhero, right? They just stressed them out until his genes mutated. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing, I guess, right? Yep. <laughs> Hopefully we don't get that ugly. <laughs> but I don't know. If we got the other shit, I'd totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finished up the book this weekend, the Breathe book, um, James Nestor, and then he finished up with that. Yeah. He mentioned, you know, you're going to put your body through all this stressful breathing in order to make it more resilient. Yeah. So that you don't respond in such a stressful way to like real life stressors. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said it last time or maybe it was with Renee where it's like, yeah, I like to try and put myself through the most stressful part of my day. Mm -hmm. Like that, like voluntarily, like whether it's yeah, hard workout, long run, cold shower, whatever that way I, I put myself through that. So whatever gets thrown at me, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Can't hurt me any yeah. more than I hurt myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and if you look at everything like a workout or a stretch or something like that, it's like, oh yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Like, one day I wouldn't, um, I had to haul some appliances, like a fridge and a stove and something, up to Merrill to help from my, one of my coworkers who's working on an apartment up there. And that same day, the elevator breaks. And oh. so we had to carry all these appliances up to the second story, up like a narrow set of stairs. And I was like, Fuck yeah. And my was like, Holy shit, thank God you're here because this would have fucking sucked. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, if you just look at those opportunities, it's like just the stress, you know, it's like something for you to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously human beings, you can't just have that mindset all the time. There's a balance to it, you know, but, but the more you expose yourself to these things, it kind of, um, creates that connection, that communication with your body so mm -hmm. that you can learn to recognize when you do need rest and when you do need to kind of slow down a little bit so you don't like push yourself to hurt yourself. Right. You know? And people are so unaware, so unaware of what that feels like. Um, constantly running high, just don't know how to calm down. Don't realize how high they are. Well, not really it, like in their physical body. Mm -hmm. There's they're, right. so much of their bandwidth is, you know, dealing with stuff going on outside of them that they're yeah. not even really feeling. You know, sometimes how bad they feel when somebody starts working out and they're like, right. feel amazing. It's like, well, you feel how you're supposed to feel, <laughs> right? but you were just feeling terrible perpetually before. Right. You it know, makes me, earlier we were talking a little bit about like birth and whatnot, and it just makes me think how people are like, oh my gosh, give me all the medications to kill all the pain. I'm like, nope, your body was meant to do this. It's meant to, meant to birth a baby and yeah. you can get through it and it's not that bad. <laughs> 
it just, it blows my mind how people are just like, no, shut it down. I don't want to feel what my body has to feel. Shut it down. Yeah, just take ibuprofen and don't yeah. feel it. Like, if I have a pain, <laughs> like a sprain or something sore, I like to probe and prod at it gently to kind of figure out, like, feel You're like, exactly. root cause it. You're like, how yeah. did that happen? Feel how can exactly. I keep that from happening again? Uh, one thing that's <laughs> been blowing my mind lately is, like, with, I have a bad shoulder, I had back problems, and I'm finding it's a lot of imbalances from, like, driving. You're only using one leg, mm-hmm. usually using one arm. And that's just a repetitive thing that most people do all the time. And just kind of looking at my day in terms of like, oh, what hand do I always eat with? What hand do I always use a hammer with? And just things like that, when you kind of break it down, you can start finding the root causes to a lot of your, yep. my bad shoulder, my bad wrist or whatever, you know? Yep. It's yeah. true. It's all overuse injuries. I was trying to switch up stuff at work just because... Because Rick told me one time he broke his hand and he was working as a carpenter. So he's Ooh. like, that was a rough adjustment, trying to learn how to swing a hammer with my left hand. So I was like, all right, just in case that ever ever happens, I'll practice using everything with both hands. And then, you know, it makes you better with both hands if you use, you know, you're not dominant right. hand. It makes you better with your dominant hand, too. And then, uh, yeah, like, wash it up for, like, inequalities and, like, fucking well, That's, like, like great that. inequalities, too. I mean, you have, yeah. you have to, like, build a neurological oh, yeah. pathway Try brushing to get your teeth. Oh, it's so. so good for your brain. Try yeah. brushing your teeth with your other fucking hand. You feel like a child. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, like, yeah, swinging a hammer or like doing, yeah, doing whatever. I always try to switch it up too because, yeah, make more neural connections and yeah. stuff. Get the mm-hmm. brain talking to itself. Well, not only that, the brain and the body, just having yeah. that conversation with your body, the more you exercise, the more you work out, and the more you, even meditating and doing yoga and stretching, the more you're in your body and yeah. you can like feel it and communicate with it essentially, the more it'll do for you the more you can recognize when something's hurt on it. Like it isn't like a lot of young dudes, like in the gym bro phase, you're like, I need to harness this fucking body, you know, and just like abuse it almost where it's like, think of it like an animal that your consciousness is just riding. Like sometimes you need to be gentle with it, but you know, you can coax it into being really strong and healthy. Yeah. Heck yeah. Time's it. Yeah, probably... Eight o'clock. Yeah, five, for five, ten minutes. Yeah. 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 Do one more thing. I don't know. What else do we got? Well, we haven't even really touched on physical training at all. We'll have to do another. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just thinking. We, we have can, to do we another can... podcast for physical training. Yeah. We didn't touch on that at all. Yeah. You ever seen any of the videos that we we have on Instagram? Like out at his house with like rocks and logs. And I shit? have not. Um, we're yeah. real into functional training. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you we'll, mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. We can pull up some of those. We... Like maces <laughs> and um, just awkward weights. Doing mm-hmm. a lot of bar work, like um, yeah. pull ups, muscle ups, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, we got. We have rocks. We have a bunch of rocks anywhere from 46 to 182 pounds. Just nice. Those up like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but recently, like we've kind of been doing our own thing. Like Billy's been hitting the gym a lot and like me and Taryn have been doing kind of like morning stretch workout routines so it's kind of more like we're in a phase where we're more getting in touch with our kind of finer points yeah. of our training right now. I felt kind of weird getting back into like the gym setting since we did all the running last year. Yeah. Because I was out of the gym for like three months when we were getting ready for that half mm-hmm. and then after that I just like I haven't been able to get in like a really solid rhythm you know back in it's hard. It is kind of weird, yeah, when they, like, you know, even if you have something to do for a long time, you just change it and it gets yeah, I, it's, out of whack a little bit. When did I go with X? I don't remember when I went. I went to, 
fucking um, have it with X one morning, uh-huh. and it just it felt so weird. Really, I was like, it was like funny to me to see all the gym rats in there with all their. It, it just like everybody's like their own like archetype cliche kind of totally, thing, yeah. and so I'm like in there like laughing like I re- you know I remember I remember all that I remember when I was that and then I'm just like trying to do like kettlebell stuff and like functional stuff and everybody's just doing single plane stuff. And I don't know, it, just, <laughs> it felt so I was like I don't I don't work out like this anymore. Yeah. This is gotta go when the high schoolers aren't there. This is what it sounds like. It's it's a interesting mindset because when I was in the Marines, I was more like the strict gym mindset where like. I wore shoes, I'm pretty sure I wore, like, black Converse, so not very ergonomic shoes, and, like, I don't know, did a lot of, like, the heavy, I did a lot of, like, Olympic lifts and stuff like that, but, like, I was on a ship for a while, and it sucked, because couldn't, can't really do a lot of gym lifts right. on a rocking ship, and so it sucked, <laughs> couldn't really he- lift too heavy, but if I would have known what I know now, I'd be doing freaking kettlebell swings and all kinds of, like, isometric, like, yeah. cold shit, like, yeah. that would have been better on the ship. <laughs> and so it's like this mindset now, I haven't gone to the gym, really, I haven't gone regularly since I got out of the Marines, but I still went every once in a while, but I haven't been to a gym and probably never going back since yeah. COVID started, because I made, like, a workout area in my backyard. Yeah. And that brings in the cold exposure. We work out there, rain or shine, mm-hmm. any season, in shorts, no shirt. So even in, like, the freezing cold, you just got to work out harder to stay warm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just going with the pure functional mindset, like... And just listening to my body for what I should do and kind yeah. of where to push. Yeah, yeah like that's been working well. Yeah, and I, I don't ever, I don't know, I don't do like three sets of nine or like I mean, if I do do something, I mean it'll be like a little numerology to it. Like I'm able to do like twelve, but I don't like start my morning like okay, I'm gonna do three sets of twelve each leg RDLs. Like I just I don't know, go with the flow, whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, whatever whatever feels good. However many I'm doing, because I, I try not to do like I. Maybe once a week, maybe on Thursdays, I'll go hard and do more, like, like the failure stuff. But other than that, because I like to work out every morning, so it's like, yeah, if you just don't go to failure, you're still good. Right. Yeah, don't go kill yourself every day. Yeah, I can do no. push-ups every morning if I, if I don't, you know, go crazy. If you stuff. do enough, yeah. And the, that volume adds up where right. you're getting a pretty serious training session in over the course of a week by doing 20 reps of each exercise a couple times a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the week, you've done, you know, whatever, 120, whatever, yeah. But yeah, I, that magician. speaking of, like, the counting reps and stuff, so, like, I've kind of turned exercising into a meditative thing, and a lot of times in the morning, my reps will either be have, like, a number, numerological significance to them, or for, like, if I'm trying to finish a hard set or something, I'll be like, okay, this one's, this one's for my ancestors, this one's yeah. for the boys, like, <laughs> you know, like one for the core like basically just <laughs> things that um i don't know things that i would pray to that i just yeah. don't want to let down that's like a good way to get some motivation yeah. for a couple extra reps and like what you're doing is like a prayer essentially because you're honoring the gift of your body yeah so the best way to honor it is to take care take of it and care of challenge it, yeah. it you know so i yeah working out for me has become like a meditative almost spiritual thing it's been very helpful for my health yeah getting yoked just praying out here (laughs) that's awesome i love that i prefer moving like that too for sure going in the gym and just not having a real plan yeah you know i'm like yeah every week i want to like clean and maybe squat and maybe deadlift i don't know what day it's going to happen on i'm not sure how big i'm going to go however you're feeling however i'm feeling and and just like let it go i mean so many people like you said like they want to go big every time they do the same thing for super long 
um, whatever. Maybe they feel and, like they have to be on a specific program. I think right. It's really easy to fall into in a gym. It's like, right. I have my program. Yeah. This guy's training. Look at him. He looks incredible. I want to look like that. But it's like, right. one, do you really want to look like that? Because that's right. probably a whole lifestyle that somebody is dedicating look. to yes. look like that. Yes. And maybe there's even more going on that's like, it's you're chasing something that's impossible to achieve right. for you. Yeah. And you're losing any... You know, enjoyment you had of your yeah. fitness, and then that's not sustainable. Then. Yeah, but sometimes so. you know, you walk into the gym and you're like, yeah, like I need a new mattress. My back's been hurting. I'm not going to do things that stress my back out. Whatever. You know, you just got to listen to your body mm-hmm. and like do what feels good. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's I have a client who's a, a power lifter, and it's it's a lifestyle. She was a um, figure competition bodybuilder person before this powerlifting life for the past year, and it's. People are like, oh my gosh, you look so amazing, like whatever. And I, hearing her training and what eating the same thing every single day, she feels bad when she goes off plan to like celebrate her birthday and have a glass of wine. But it's it's like a, it's a it's a not a habit. It's a it's a lifestyle. It's a discipline. It's a discipline. Yeah. yeah. But that's people want to look like that, but they don't want to put the discipline in. <laughs> You're like, okay, but you understand, like this is a lifestyle. This is a choice. She decided to do that. She's on a different level than you are. Let's just, again, just go for a walk, like, mm-hmm. once a day. Serious. <laughs> right, and ideally, that's making her happy. Whereas if, just because you want right. to look like that, if all that lifestyle change is going to make you miserable, right? that should that should not be a goal for you. And that's okay. Right. Not everybody yes. is going to look like an elite athlete, and that's so exactly. cool to look like a normal person. Right. right. Yeah, I think that's a big place where a lot of people probably fall off, is they, they see something... And they don't have a big enough picture to realize everything that goes into it. And they see something and be like, I want that. And they just don't realize that that one isn't in the cards for them, depending on their body type, or even just the lifestyle they want. But a lot of cases, there is something like that. Like, you can find what you want that will also work for your life. Yeah. But you just have to be willing to take that route, you know. And isn't that the beauty of, like, social media? The beauty and the curse of social media is you can see something and you're like, I want that. But then you can also see, like, the real-life person. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't have exactly what you want, but this is what I'm doing, and it works for me, and maybe it'll help inspire you to chill the F out about it. (laughs) Seriously, that's, like, our mentality on everything is, like, hey, people are doing this, seems to be legit, who knows if it's right or wrong, but we'll try it out, and Mm -hmm. you can see how it works for us. Nice. There, that was cool. I like yeah. that. Really, <laughs> it was awesome. We're we're gonna have you on again if that's cool with you to talk about training because yeah, barely so, scratched the surface. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh so much time on food conspiracies. Such a font. All of the wisdom, food. You know? I love talking about food. That's fine. Yeah, we can talk about training. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. So want to uh, plug social media real quick and then we'll wrap this oh, up. Oh, yeah. If you want to follow me, I mean Kaylee.sweetspotnutrition on Instagram. You can. Google Sweet Spot Nutrition. Don't click on the one that's in Calgary, Canada. <laughs> um, also find me on Facebook. Heck yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for yeah, having me. Awesome. <laughs> Marine underscore barbarians on Instagram. Check it out. Uh, thanks for listening.